Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7 verse 36 is where we ended up last time. In Luke chapter 7, where we're at with a sermon titled, Much Forgiven, or Forgiven Much rather, Forgiven Much, I'm dyslexic. Have you ever had anybody that you invited over that made you feel uncomfortable or an unwelcome guest? And you're thinking about Thanksgiving. You're like, yeah, I was thankful for everybody but that guy. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But, you know, sometimes we just don't feel comfortable with certain people. And that was certainly the case with a, a neighbor that Shannon and I had. We first got married. So it was 25 years ago. We moved into our first house together. Very exciting, being a young couple together. And, and then there was Norm. And Norm lived next door. He was a Christian. He was a good guy. But he was just different, you know. And I would be out working in the yard. And all of a sudden, I would hear, I'd be out there for a while. And then all of a sudden, I'd hear, hey, neighbor. And I look over, and he's looking at me over the fence. And, and it's obvious he's been there a while. Like, he's not just, like, just showed up. I didn't hear any, like, him walking across the lawn or anything or opening his door. Or anything. He's just standing there staring at me for a while. And he's like, hey, neighbor. Like, Norm. You know, it just kind of creeped me out. Nice guy, whatever. But one day, we come home, and we, we drive up to, in our driveway, and we get out. And on the door of our house is a Post-it note, and it says... Borrowed butter, Norm. <laughs> and Simon is like, what? And Shannon's like, that is not okay. You are going to go over there and talk to Norm right now. And, and, and that was not something I wanted to do. I mean, it kind of creeped me out already, but I'm looking at her and the look in her face says, this isn't an option. You're going over there, and so I'm mustering up some courage to go talk to my poor neighbor, Norm, and all of a sudden, our friends Brian and Chandra and Heidi and Jared, they, they drive in the driveway, and they're laughing, and they can see our consternation, and they're just laughing, and like, we wrote that note, and I'm like, oh, man, saved me from a very uncomfortable conversation with my neighbor. But, but there are uncomfortable things that we have to deal with, and certainly that's the case in the, in the story, in the narrative that we're looking at today, as Jesus goes to dinner, and there's really, I guess you could say, unwanted guests. If you will stand with me, we're going to look at Luke chapter 7, verse 36, is where we ended up last time. Luke chapter 7, verse 36, and Luke, by the Spirit of God, records... Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, Jesus, and he went, went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. 
And when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors, one who owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will he love more? And Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who forgives sin? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And Father in heaven, we thank you for this passage and this picture of Jesus that we have here this morning. And I pray, Lord, as we dig into this, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our minds to all that you have for us, Lord. You are great, Lord, and you are a great forgiver. And I pray, Father, that we would feel that, that we'd, we'd sense that, Lord, and that we'd experience that this morning as we get into your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It has been a series of uncomfortable events with Jesus. And as you remember, he gave us that very uncomfortable sermon, the Sermon on the Plain, which we went through in two sermons. And then, of course, Jesus with his group of people coming from the, coming from the mount, choosing his disciples, going onto the plain, choosing the disciples, and then preaching the sermon, and then going into the city of Nain with a crowd of people who were previously halt, withered, lame, demon-possessed, lepers, all kinds of things, and now healed joyfully and excitedly following Jesus as they go into the city of Nain and they meet another crowd of people who are mourning, crying, weeping because they're following a casket, the only son of a widow who's now dead and, and they collide with one another in this interesting exchange. Now, of course, Jesus never went to a funeral that he didn't ruin. And of course, he would touch this man, tell him to sit up, and, and he would sit up, and, and he'd give him back to his mother. And so it's such a beautiful picture, but that stirred another controversy, if you remember. Nain being the farthest south city in the region of Galilee, Jesus, his fame would spread down through into Judea, into the, the ears of John the Baptist, who was just south of Judea in the Marcion prison. And of course, he's waiting, you know, as the forerunner to the Messiah, waiting for Jesus to come and spring him out. And nothing is happening, but he hears these things that Jesus is doing way up in the, in the north. And, and he gets a little bit stumbled by that, a, a little bit irritated by that. Why isn't he coming and helping me? And so he sends his disciples to Jesus to confront him and ask him, are you the one, are you the Messiah or should we look for another? Should we look for somebody else? 
And, and unfortunately, John's disciples don't come and give this to Jesus privately, but tell him openly with all the people there. And, and then, of course, Jesus would say to them in, in Luke chapter 7, verse 22, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Wow. And so John's disciples take this and they take it back to John. But then Jesus, with the crowd there, he knows that that's kind of a difficult situation because everybody believed in John and everybody trusted John and John was a prophet of sorts. And so Jesus begins to ask them these questions. He said, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? Did you go to see a reed shaken by the wind? What'd you go out to see? Did you go out to see a prophet? And he says, yes, and more than a prophet. There's no one born among women that's greater than John the Baptist. And, and meaning that everyone who is born from the time of Adam and Eve all the way forward, all the prophets, everyone up until John the Baptist, John was the greatest man to ever live or ever be born. And it's such a beautiful and, and crazy thing to think about because John was the prophet, the one who would be chosen to point out Jesus Christ and say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was the greatest prophet, the one to point out the Messiah. But John's having this crisis of faith, but Jesus is defending his honor. Now, when everybody heard this, they, they, they justified God and they said, yes, that's right. In fact, it says in Luke chapter 7, verse 29, and when the people heard him, even the tax collectors justify God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, having not been baptized by him. In other words, these tax collectors and sinners, they saw that they were, you know, not great people. And when they heard John preach, they were convicted in their hearts and they repented. They turned, they were baptized by John, a baptism of repentance. We want to we follow God. We want to do the right thing. But the Pharisees, on the other hand, they saw themselves as, we're good people. You know, we, we do what's right. We're, 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 we're okay. And, and, and God accepts us based on our own goodness. And, and, yet the, and, and yet John would even say to them, you brood of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Quite, quite the, the stark contrast in the way that God would see them versus the way that God would see tax collectors and sinners who would come and repent. And that kind of frames this context of the passage today that we're looking at, also illustrated by what Jesus said last in that passage in, in Luke chapter 7, verse 35, when he says, but wisdom is justified by all her children. In other words, the offspring of what comes from a person's life justifies or, or, or establishes who that person really is. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.